to the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce podcast, your local business community resource. My name is Denise Heidel. Not only do I serve as your podcast host, but I'm also the executive director of the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce. On behalf of the Chamber, thank you for listening and for your support of the Chamber business community. Hi, everybody. This is Denise Heidel, and I am back for another episode of the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce podcast. Today, we're going to be talking with Don McGee of Coach Pro for You on why your business image matters. This is going to be a really interesting conversation, no doubt. But before Don and I get started with our conversation, I want to remind our uh, listeners of a couple things. If you have not signed up for the Dave Ramsey Entre Leadership Simulcast, it is this week, Wednesday through Friday, at the historic Broy Hill in Clemens. Um, we are super excited to be able to bring this uh, program to the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce business community. I've gone through Entre Leadership. I know that many of you are probably tired of hearing me talk about it, but the truth is, I'm once you experience this, you're going to know why I'm so stinking over the moon excited about it because I, I've done it. It's incredible. This is um, a really incredible investment of your time at literally pennies of what it would cost to attend this event in person. We also have coming up two more things that I want to note before um, we start talking with Dawn. Um, unfortunately, in our world, it seems necessary for an active shooter training. So mark your calendar, June 6, 8 to 10. Um, this is a free workshop for the community. Anybody can attend it, but I do ask for you to go to the Chamber website, lewisville-clemens.com, and RSVP because we need, want to make sure we have enough adequate seating. So again, 8 to 10 on June the 6th, a free active shooter training for anybody in the community to attend. Um, and then the last thing I want to point out is we are working on the welcome bags. It is that time of the year. And so if your business wants to be included in the welcome bag, again, go to the lewisville-clemens.com website, go to the calendar, and then um, register for inclusion in the welcome bag. All materials are going to be due to the chamber office by the end of day, Friday, June 2nd. So, as always, we have a lot going on at the Chamber, but that's the way we like it, right, Dawn? Yes, we do. So, Dawn is my new friend with Coach Pro for You. She recently just rejoined the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce. So, tell us, um, Dawn, before we get started in our conversation, tell us a little bit about your background and Coach Pro for You. Okay, so my background, I was in corporate America, um, maybe only for about 25 years. And uh, certified human resource professional, author, speaker, coach. And um, my last corporate position was with a very large company, CVS Pharmacy. And I was responsible for like $3.3 billion in sales and about 9,000 employees over across the state of North Carolina. Um, and I love corporate America, just basically got burnt out of travel, traveling all over the United States. Um, I was one of their top HR executives and was, it just got to be too much. It was time for me to make a change for myself and my children. So I started Coach Pro for You to do all the parts of HR that I love. And um, which a lot of that is corporate training for small to medium-sized businesses and executive coaching, life coaching, HR strategies and solutions for small to medium-sized businesses. Great. Well, you are uh, definitely a wealth of 
knowledge and we appreciate you sharing your wisdom and experience. I mean, not only with us today on the podcast, but just what you do in the community. I, I ran into you. In fact, this morning I ran into you and I know you are you are busy trying to help small businesses um, be the best versions of themselves. And so I think, I don't even remember how we got off on the topic, but knowing that you do this kind of coaching, I did ask you to join us today to talk specifically about why your business image matters. And um, I really just, I want to, I want to touch on this subject because people are paying attention. They want to know. We, we've done a lot of conversation this year um, with our Word of the Year purpose. We've done uh, podcasts with Josh Kwasney on um, the vision of a company, the mission of the company. We've talked a lot about that stuff, but not everybody considers their business image. And, and I really do um, appreciate you coming to share this with us today. We're going to take a quick pause from today's podcast to recognize one of our sponsors, Marzano Capital Group. Hi, this is Mike McGilvery, financial advisor and partner at Marzano Capital Group in Clemens. We are privileged to serve this great community, and we strive to help our clients by building wealth management plans tailored to their specific goals. Consistent client communication is the cornerstone of our process, and we hope to add value to your financial planning needs. Once again, thank you to Marzano Capital Group for their support of the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce. And now, let's get back to the podcast. So, a lot of variables go into our opinions about other businesses. And I want to start with this, not so much about personal business image, but think about how you envision other businesses. I know there's businesses that I am excited to do business with, and I know there are businesses that I won't do business with. And so a lot of it comes into my perception of that. So how do we ensure when we think about that, when we consider the variables of our own opinions about other businesses, how can we take that knowledge and ensure that we have a favorable image to those who see us? That's a great question. And first and foremost, thank you for having me on here today. Too. Absolutely. I, I, I'm honored. Absolutely honored. Yes. And, and our business image is super, super important because basically that's our reputation, Right. That's our reputation within the community. And our image is so important because first impressions, the very first impression you have of a business, imagine walking into a business that's advertised, it's an example, it's advertised that they're open from nine to whatever on whatever days of the week. And you approach the business at nine o'clock and they're not open. And you wait, and you wait, and you wait, and that business doesn't open until 9.30 or so. Now, I know you, and I know everybody, we all have busy lives, and we plan things around stuff. So, you know, the, the, that's one big negative. you got to do what you say that you're going to do. Be open when you say that you're going to be open. That's a huge, huge thing. Um, so image matters. Um, it shapes, you know, you mentioned the perception. It really shapes our customers. So the businesses that I look for and things that I appreciate, one, they do what they say that they're going to do. Um, they're open when they say that they're going to be open. They have friendly service. Um, I like to uh, provide, I like to go into businesses that have exceptional service. Like, um, well, I don't know if I should name names, but I'm just going to say Chick-fil-A is a great example of exceptional service. I mean, here locally, I know David more personally. 
through business through the chamber. And Chick-fil-A, just as an entire franchise, um, does an outstanding job of that. And so um, that's huge. And in corporate America, you know, that's what differentiates, even in any business, small to medium-sized business, your service and doing what you say that you're going to do. And I like the fact that you mentioned about, you know, previously speaking of vision, missions, and I think you mentioned values. And those three things right there, um, I look at businesses for, first off, the feel. You know, are, what is the vision of their business? What's their mission? What are they set out to accomplish? How are they giving back to the community? How are they involved in the community? What are their values? I always like to find those out about any business that I walk into. And then when you walk into, you know, Denise, have you ever walked into a place and um, and you could just feel the energy in the store? It's a brick yes. and mortar. Yes, it's like it's like the environment has a personality and you know when you're walking in whether or not your these employees like being there, whether they want to be there, um if they're disgruntled, you feel that vibe when you walk into those places. Yes, absolutely. And you can tell. And when on conversely, if you walk into an establishment and you feel that negative energy, oh my goodness. I have walked into stores, and you probably too, where you've walked in and it's like, okay, if I really didn't absolutely need something right then and there at that moment in time, you walk partway in and you can just feel this, all this negativity. I've turned and walked right out of businesses. Right. For that reason. And I have too. And honestly, and, and I, I know I'm kind of going down a rabbit trail here when I say this, but I also feel that way about like store clutter, which is an entirely different topic, but I've walked into certain stores and I will not name names. Okay. I'll, I'll name Chick-fil-A all day long because it's a positive and, and I've used them as an example on this podcast before myself, but um, I won't name names on a negative one, but there, there is a store. I have walked into it before. And besides the fact that the employees seem fairly miserable, it's such a dirty cluttered store and I let me also in full disclosure they're not a chamber member okay so, <laughs> I'm not speaking <laughs> about um but it's such a cluttered environment that I only go in there if I'm absolutely desperate for something I don't go in there to shop because it's just a hot mess and so the image is it's more than just that that culture perception that you feel. It's also the environmental perception. Nobody cares what it looks like. Right, exactly. And and I agree with you. Um, and I won't name negative names either. So, uh, yeah. If if you have to walk into a store and you have to move things around just to see the aisle behind it, Houston, we have a problem here. Absolutely. My Absolutely. I think a lot of people feel. But back to your question about um, what what I look for in loyalty. It's all the stuff I said, but I, I'm also looking for, you know, not just the feel and, and the culture of the store, trustworthiness. Are they, are they trustful? Are the associates, employees, are they trusting? Are they honest about what it is that they're doing? And do they appear to be acting, does the business act and operate out of integrity, right? These are huge things for me. 
um, in addition to, you know, doing what they say that they're going to do. That's so important. And doing the right thing. Accidents happen. Miss rings happen. Uh, wrong price tags or sales tags on shelves happen if we're talking about a brick and mortar. Um, I know for myself personally, if I have accidentally quoted somebody a price verbally and it was completely wrong and it was, you know, because they just asked me off the spur, top of my head and what have you, I'm like, oh, well, this is, it's going to be this. I honor that because I made that mistake. I do too. I'm the same way. You know, and we, as business owners, we have to because it's our reputation. And not only that, it's the right thing to do. And you know, this is super important about first impressions. You only get one shot and you have anywhere from, depending on which, if you're seeing the person in person or if they're online or via phone, however you meet that person, you have 10 seconds to 30 seconds to make a first impression. And if you've made a negative first impression, oftentimes you do not get a chance to redeem yourself from that. It takes a long time to do that. Right. Um, yeah, because actually you kind of went ahead and circled around on that before I asked. Um, um, but what you said, it, I was going to ask you, do you think it's even possible to redeem yourself? Because there's always trust is is such a fragile subject, you know, and I mean, most of the time when we talk about broken trust, it's with close relationships that it's so hard to rebuild. But honestly, I think it's really hard for for businesses to recoup lost trust as well. Um, but I agree with you that, you know, if you say you're going to do something, you have to honor it, you have to do it. And if, if it means taking a loss because you misquoted or you made a mistake, I think you have to do it. So how does, in your opinion, all the coaching you've done, how does a business gain a positive reputation? I mean, how do we get, because I mean, we know word of mouth is like the best form of marketing period. I mean, I'm all for print marketing, digital marketing. I'm, I'm, I've got an advertising background, so I'm all for marketing, <laughs> but we all know word of mouth is going to be your best friend because people do business with people they know, like trust, and they take their word. I mean, think about it. We go to, um, the reviews of strangers on websites to see if we're going to eat in our new restaurant or not, or whether we're going to read that new book or not. So, we really do take into account that positive reputation as a part of the business image. Um, what are your thoughts around that? Well, there's a couple. First, and I've already said this, do what you say that you're going to do first and foremost. Absolutely, that has to happen without a doubt. Is it the first thing? No, it's probably not the first thing. But being consistent also, being uh, consistent with whatever it is that you're doing. Um, being consistent with the chamber, going to chamber events, um, being consistent with meeting people, things of that nature, being consistent with staying in contact with your customers and your current clients, um, valuing your customer. Um, some other first impressions, really, um, if you're meeting somebody in person or even virtually, your appearance is huge. Okay. Are you are you ready and prepared? Now, does that mean you need to have be fully dressed in a suit or a dress or full makeup? Whatever. No, just make sure that your appearance is maintained. You know, you're groomed nice. Body language is huge. Um, also, you know, uh, 
And that goes along with effective communication. You know, depending on what source you read, 60 to 90% of communication is what's not said. It's those nonverbals. And, um, and that is huge. So when you're meeting somebody virtually or in person, it's that eye contact. Are you smiling? Do you have this open? Are you willing to meet the person? You know, also giving off that good energy. Um, I mentioned eye contact, smiling, a good firm handshake. You don't want that fish handshake, you know, if you're yeah, in person. Those are horrible. Those are the uh, worst. <laughs> Those are the worst. Or you also don't want that sweaty, slimy handshake either. Okay. You know, if you have sweaty hands, please, 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 please wipe them on your pants or in your pocket or have a napkin first, then shake the person's hand. Nobody wants a sweaty or a fishy uh, handshake. Um, and then, you know, communicating um, aside from the nonverbals, I would say, you know, being very clear with your communication. Um, also, attitude. You know, our attitude plays a huge role. We need to be positive and um, active listening as well. You know, we want to genuinely connect. And also, the other thing that I'm thinking about here is, uh, let's see, it is, it's also being genuinely interested in what they have to say, actively listening, and coming from the standpoint of what can, truly wanting to understand the other person or what they're saying. Oftentimes, let me explain myself because I'm kind of tripping over my words here and that's okay, it happens. But um, oftentimes when people are talking to somebody, they're not actively listening because they're thinking about what the other, what they want to say in response back that person or they're thinking about what can that person do for me and that's completely um, we need to be really focused on the other person interested in genuinely interested in what they have to say and connecting about building those relationships so I could, I could not agree more I mean that's um that's something that I've talked about a lot in recent years that whole concept of active listening and waiting to formulate the response after because yeah we, we do you're right we spend a lot of time formulating what are we going to say as soon as it's our turn to say it but in the process of that we're not we're not digesting what the other person is saying and and people know you know people know when they're not being heard and it's frustrating and the truth is is everybody wants to be heard everybody wants their voice to matter everybody wants their voice to 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 feel valued and we we show that value through listening so i agree you know i did a podcast episode uh last year on customer service this is a real hot topic for me i have strong opinions on customer service i used to work in customer service and it is a big to do for me and all that we're talking about right now i can link it all back at the end of the day your business image that, that trust factor, doing what you say you're going to do, showing up, being consistent. And by the way, just incidentally, I absolutely love that you said show up for chamber meetings. Yeah, what Dawn said. Um, and, then, <laughs> and then also just the, the, the trust factor, the listening factor, all of that circles back. It's all customer service. And whether your job title's customer service or not, it's not relevant. All this business image stuff, 
goes right back to the service that your customer experiences, whether you're retail or restaurant, whether you're in banking, whether you're in medical, whatever, whatever service you provide, product or service you provide, all of this matters. Exactly, exactly. And um, yep, I want to piggyback on one thing that you said. Everything you said is outstanding. And, and we, I, you know, just in our brief conversations, um, we see eye to eye on, on this stuff. And, you know, everybody wants to be listened to. They want to be heard, but they also want to be understood. It's not just about, you know, hearing, being heard. They want to be understood as well. And you cannot understand, uh, people cannot understand what the other person is saying if you're trying to think about what you're going to say next. It just cannot happen. And I, I teach leaders that all the time. Right. And, I, you know, it's interesting that you said that because you're right. They want to be understood, too. And I have to tell you, it's interesting because this morning I have two best friends. OK. And one of them I was talking to this morning and we've been friends for 25 years. OK. Mm -hmm. And we were on the phone. And after 25 years, we found out there's something that we have very diametrical op opposite viewpoints on. OK. And we're having a very candid conversation about it. I was on my way this morning for a coffee meeting and be kind. We're having a very candid conversation about it. She's giving her point. I'm giving her mine. We're being very respectful. There's no yelling. I mean, we love each other anyway. And we, we said, this is going to have to be a topic where we agree to disagree. Now there was a conversation that we're having in this moment where we're listening to each other. We're trying to make each other understand but the, the key thing here in listening to understand is also understanding that you don't have to agree. Exactly. You don't have to agree. And, you know, and, and she said something that really stuck with me. She said, you know, what I love about this is that you and I can have this conversation today. And then in six months, a year, whenever it is down the road, one of us, when we change our mind, can come back and say, I changed my mind. And of course, you know, me being me, I'm like, okay, well, six months, when you're ready to say I was right, I will be ready to say. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I mean, so what we're talking about here even goes into our personal lives too, right? It does. It does. Because if we view everybody as a customer, I mean, you know, here's one thing, and I might be going down a little bit of a rabbit hole here. So no, we something. do that here. That's fine. But think about that. Think about this. Okay. We're so focused on, because I'm going to touch on families, personal life. You mentioned personal life. We focus on, these are the things that we do with other businesses, with our business associates, with our fellow chamber members, all them, right? But how many of us, look yourselves in the mirror, ladies and gentlemen, and ask yourself this question. Do I treat my family that way? Do I treat my spouse that way? Do I treat my partner that way? Do I treat my children that way? Do I treat my parents that way? Do I treat my grandmother that way? In, in retail, when I was in retail, um, I'd been in grocery retail, pharmaceutical retail, and actually was in the restaurant industry for, a, that was my first job. And um, Many years ago, I got, I guess about 20 years ago, the way I would explain customer service and how to treat people. Now, hopefully everybody loves their grandma. I recognize the fact that there might be a few people out there that don't like their grandmother. Okay. And if that's you, this doesn't apply. So treat your 
customers, your clients, your colleagues, your peers, your family, like you would your grandmother. Mm-hmm. That was the best way. Go ahead. I'm sorry. That was really good advice. That was the best way for me to communicate to, you know, younger uh, 16-year-olds, people who never had a job before or didn't understand what customer service was. And so, anyways, just wanted to share that to you. No, I like that. I like that a lot because you're right. You know, is this how we would speak to others? And, you know, um, you know, we get so wrapped up and I mean, this world, I mean, again, rabbit trail alert, and I can go down a really deep rabbit trail on this one. So I'm going to try to contain myself, but you know, we, we live in this society of keyboard warriors where, you know, Mm -hmm. you're behind the keyboard and you can no filter at all. You say whatever you want to say. And, you know, that's, that doesn't serve you well. I, I have to tell you, I have a proud mama story to tell you. I have for 25 years taught my son, kill him with kindness. Mm-hmm. That, that is what you need to do. And he used to just, oh, he hated it. He hated it. I remember when he was, you know, teenager, I stopped saying that mom, it's so stupid. Well, he's an assistant manager of a retail store now. And by the way, you talk about working in a restaurant. I think every person in the world should work in restaurants or retail at least once in their life. If they want to really understand how to treat others work in those two fields, one of one of the two. Um, So anyway, but he, he um, is an assistant manager of a retail store now. And he texted me a picture of his uh, back room. He put up his uh, motivational quote of the, of the week is kill him with kindness. And then he he put behind it, Charlie's mom. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's so, wonderful. They're listening. Right. And so I was like, oh, yes, he, he got it. He's finally starting to get it. And so, yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, the way we speak to others, we we kill them with kindness. Yep. yep. Just- and, 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 and that's so true. And, and that's always been one of my little uh, catchphrases as well, kill them with kindness. Um, you know, I was just thinking about something else, too, is, you know, don't be afraid to be transparent and be your authentic self because it will bode you quite well with your clients, customers, peers, everybody. Oh, absolutely. You know, and that's so important and, you know, and it's scary to some, I get it. People don't want to be transparent. They, you know, authenticity can make or break your brand, you know, and, you know, if, if also be knowledgeable, don't be afraid to say, hey, I don't know the answer to that question, but I can find out for you or I can point you into the direction to someone who can answer that for you. Don't try talking about something that you don't have any information about, um, because guess what? People can see right through you. Exactly. I agree. And you know what? I think people respect you more when you can honestly say you know what, I'm going to have to find that out and get back to you. There's nothing Absolutely. wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, and again, we're talking about brand image today and how to, how to really, you know, why, why all this matters. It all matters because we are people doing business with people and, you know, we're, we're always going to deal with some degree of imperfection. We're always going to need to apply some form of grace but some people make it a lot harder to 
give grace to than somebody who's humble enough to say, I don't know, somebody who's wise enough to just be honest, somebody who is willing to listen, you know, all these things that we're talking about here. So, you know, all of this, of course, should be driven by our values, our mission. If our values and mission don't align with the way we believe others should be treated, then we've got a problem with our vision and our our um, value and mission statement. But um, I, you know, one of the things that I feel strongly about, and Dawn, I'm certain, and I'm not, again, I have opinions, so I'm sorry if I'm tripping over you, but um, I'm sure you will agree with me wholeheartedly. If you've written a value or vision and mission statement, and those are just words on a page and you don't live by them, you pick the wrong words. Exactly. Exactly. And if you, excuse me, your values, if you are not living out the values that you have set for yourself, or you're not honest with the values or the words you've chosen, you chose because they sound good or somebody else told you that's what you should have as a value, and it really isn't a value to you. Well, it, it runs even deeper than that. One, it can destroy your business. Two, you have a lot of internal conflict and you're going to have a lot of issues, mm-hmm. emotionally, physically, et cetera. I agree. So let me ask you a question. Okay, so mm-hmm. you've got a great background, corporate America. You, you've been living, eating, sleeping, breathing this for, you know, you've built your career around it. So um what do you feel are some of the benefits of a strong brand image when we when we are conscientious enough to focus okay we want to make sure that the image we project is strong good universally it, it can apply you know that we are we're treating people fairly we're living up to our name what are some of the benefits that a, a brand or a company can expect to receive back well the first thing that comes to mind with that is customer loyalty. You're gonna have repeat customers, you're gonna have repeat clients, um, and they're going to go a step further and they're gonna refer your friends. You know, one of the things that they say is if somebody has a bad experience or a good experience, they're gonna tell 10 friends and then they're gonna tell 10 friends and they all are gonna tell 10 friends, right? They have a great customer experience Hopefully, they'll tell 10 friends and they'll continue to tell other people about it, right? So that people will come to you for business in the future. Or, hey, I might not need their service now or their product now, but when I do, I know who I'm going to call. So these are good things there. Um, It also, a good brand image, um, it builds trust within the community. It builds trust with your clients, your customers, your colleagues. Vendors, you know, we hadn't mentioned vendors yet, but that's another one builds trust with. Um, because guess what? Sometimes vendors can pick and choose who their clients are just as we can, right? Um, credibility, huge, 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 huge. Um, brand recognition, that's a whole nother piece, you know, depending, you know, brand recognition, you're recognized for, you know, like I'm going to mention Chick-fil-A one more time. And, you know, whenever I hear the words, my pleasure. I don't care who says it. I think Chick-fil-A, right? Agree. Yeah. You know, I just think of Chick-fil-A. I mentioned referrals. 
Oh, and obviously increased revenue, increased business. Um, you, you then will have sustainable business, sustainability. And, um, and then also, let's see what else. You know, your image, your brand image also, it reflects on the community that you're involved with. Be it a, you know, be it a local community like um, Louisville Clemens, the city, the towns, the chamber, um, whatever cities you're associated with, the communities or networks of people that you're associated with, the groups that you're involved in, it, you know, it, it extends wide and vast mm-hmm. and deep. You know, it's interesting you say that. I hadn't thought about that before, but you're absolutely right. Um, I had two gentlemen in my office yesterday, and I'm I'm 99.9% certain they're about to join the chamber. And, um, you know, I was talking to them about, you know, where they've been and, you know, where they're headquartered and all that stuff. And they told me we've been meeting with several businesses in this area and everybody is just so nice. So they have been getting a taste of what our community offers and just the way our business community really is so supportive of each other and they were impressed by it. And so, I mean, that's, it is a win-win really for everybody. So how can a business, all right, so we've talked about a lot of stuff, Don. So how can a business step back? All right, how can I be, okay, one of my favorite phrases is open, honest, and direct. My husband and I, made this policy when we met each other we're going to be ohd open honest and direct and now open honest direct does not mean unkind i want to always put that clarifier in there i'm so sorry my tell my phone rings on my computer too sorry about that um no worries um but how can a business, you know, take a step back all right so hands off the wheel here for a second i need to look in the mirror how can they take the time to evaluate and weigh their brand image. What is it that they can do to be just that OHD, open, honest, and direct with themselves? Am I on the right track? Where do I need to make changes? That's a great question. And you know, unfortunately, hopefully this episode is going to get people thinking about this and doing, because it requires action. It really does. First off is we need to look ourselves in the mirror and really take our emotions out of it, take our emotions out of our business and do an evaluation of our business of how we feel like we're being seen and how we show up. And then the only other way that you can get, you've got qualitative and then you have suggestive data or, you know, quantitative data, okay, which may or may not be accurate. So if you're asking your friends and your neighbors and whatever, are they, are they just telling you what you want to hear? Or is it good qualitative, qualitative data? So I would recommend doing a survey. And of course, being in corporate America, we, we always have these. You know, and I'm sure you've seen them. Hey, you know, take the survey. Let them know how I'm doing. You have a chance to win a $100 gift certificate or yada, yada, yada. Create a short survey for your customers. Okay, ask them, how are you doing? What did you like about your experience? You know, what can we change? Um, You know, ask some key questions. Now, with that said, I didn't think about some of the questions that we could 
you know, ask specific questions, but you want to ask some really good questions in conduct that surface, uh, conduct that uh, survey. So you would also want to um, figure out what criteria, I guess that's where we need to start with the survey is what criteria, what are the things you want to know about? Um, look at other in, uh, companies within your industry or just across the board or do, I mean, I, I guess a quick Google search would tell you how to do it. And then ask people, you know, various questions and then measure. You have to have a mode of measurement. So if you conduct the survey, and it could be just a really quick thing, hey, call this number and answer these questions. Um, can't suggest the different survey options out there. There's like survey monkey, I don't know. But you have to be proactive. It can't just be verbally asking somebody who's right in front of you because they're going to tell you which one. Right. And I'm, I'm going to bounce off of that because I've done, I don't even know how many surveys I've lost count. I've done so many surveys over the years for my past employers, um, for events that I've done and, and so forth. And I know for myself, I'm just being honest, sometimes I get so just emotionally attached to the survey results that sometimes if you know that that about yourself, because if you're like me and you can have a hundred people take a survey, 99 of them give you a plus, they love everything you're doing. And that one person has something negative, you know, it's hard to me. I focus on that one negative over the 99 positive. I'm just, that's me. Me too. Right. And I think most people do. So yes. I think, you know, in my years of doing surveys as well is, you know, when you're evaluating the types of questions, you know, I like definitive questions. Give me yes or no. I don't like subjective questions with like a scale. A scale is you're you're you're, you're kind of victim to the how that interpretive scale measures to each individual person taking your survey. So like for me, I like definitive answers. Um, and then also if you can't handle the results, if you don't trust yourself emotionally, and my hand is raised here, you've got to have a trusted resource who's willing to digest the, the survey results, really look at it, and then just go through it with you. So like just kind of almost like hold your hand so that, okay, don't get emotional here. Let's look at this. Step back from this. Do they have a point? If you're being honest, now some people are just jerks, okay? There's some feedback yeah. that, that we can just write it off. Hey, that's somebody who had a bad day. They're taking it out on me or they don't have a clue what's going on behind the scenes. I understand why they feel that way or why they said that. But if push came to shove and they understood the logistics behind the scenes, they would not have said that. You know, there's those types of feedback that you get, but obviously you can't lash out or go go on i mean renee laughlin with resolute social and i did a podcast recently where we talked we were talking about reviews like google reviews facebook reviews all of those online reviews and you know we had this conversation too about how if you respond in a really negative defensive way i mean again we were talking about reviews and responses but this goes back to brand image yeah all these people out there who were going to see this and again like you said Somebody has a bad experience, they're gonna go tell 10 friends. You know, we wanna we wanna keep that minimized. And to say all that to say, 
sometimes when we do the surveys, we do the reviews, we get the feedback. Sometimes we just have to just swallow hard and say, I'm going to do better and never, ever, ever just let it, just let it ride, so to speak, for lack of a better way to say it, where you take it, you internalize it. I'm going to do better. Exactly. And you're exactly right with that. And, and I will say one thing too, and I've seen uh, companies do this as well with engagement surveys as well. Don't do them just to do them because you set out to as a priority or a business initiative for the company that we're going to do an engagement survey. And then, and, and this is exactly the same for survey for your company for brand image. And you get the results and you don't do anything with it. That's the absolute worst thing. Don't even bother doing it if you're not going to take the information and put some action behind the results to do better. I like how you put that, just do better. So do better, it, that means a lot to me. That means you're putting together a business plan or a development plan of some sort on one, two, or three. Don't identify anything more than three things to do better because it's not possible to do within a year. Um, once one's accomplished, then you can move on to the next. And right. that kind of moves into goal setting, which could be a whole other topic for another podcast. You know what? Let's schedule it. I like it. Dawn, it's been a delight having you. I know that you and I, I think I could probably sit down and talk to you all afternoon, honestly, because you're just A, fun to talk to, and B, I think we have a lot of the same um, value system. Um, you know, I know I only met you a couple of months ago, but I have always enjoyed talking with you and appreciate, again, you coming on and sharing your thoughts. I know we've kind of bounced all over the place today, but I, I think that we've had a really good conversation. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Likewise, I've enjoyed getting to know you and it's been so much fun. Absolutely. So for having me on the podcast. Absolutely. So I'll have you back. I want to, I want to revisit that last conversation. So anyway, all right. So that's a wrap for this edition of the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce podcast. Again, I want to thank um, my phone's ringing again as I'm trying to close things out, but you know what, that's just the life of doing this on a computer, right? So anyway, I want to thank Don McGee again with Coach Pro for you for coming on today. Um, thanks so much for, for being here. Make sure you're checking out the lewisville-clemens.com uh, website, the calendar. Uh, we do have a couple of big things coming up over the next two weeks. Again, Entre Leadership is May 31st through June 2nd. We have the Welcome Bag Program. Everything's due by June 2nd. And then we have Active Shooter on June 6th. So make sure you're checking that out. Um, our chamber meeting is also coming up. I didn't talk about this on the front end, but um, I think it's June 13th. I don't have the calendar in front of me right this second, but make sure you're checking the chamber calendar and getting involved. I'm a firm believer that showing up is going to help you get the most out of your membership. And I know that we're all busy, but um, it's a well worth um, investment of your time to be a part of our business community. And Dawn, you definitely have joined us and shown how that can that can be uh, such a benefit to your business to just jump in with both feet. Yeah, so, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you again for coming today. And until next Tuesday, um, that is a wrap. See you later. Once again, thank you for listening to the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce podcast. The Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce is a member-focused business community. 
I invite you to learn more about the Chamber by visiting our website, lewisville-clemens.com. And while we're in the world of audio, it's time for the fine print. Everyone has an opinion, but in this case, the views and the opinions stated in this podcast are solely those of the contributors and not necessarily those of our distributors. So now that you've been appropriately advised, let me remind you that this podcast is copyrighted and cannot be reproduced without express written consent of the Lewisville Clements Chamber of Commerce.